Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, and today I am joined by one of my students, and he is 17 years old. He is in high school, and he just got his first wholesale deal. The gross profits on this deal were 18000 He had a joint venture partner, and he walked away with $11,000 net profit all while doing this in high school and texting sellers, calling and texting sellers on his lunch break or while in class or after hours in the evenings. If he can do this at the age of 17, then there is no reason that you can't do this at any age. So tune on in, guys. Check it out. This has been an amazing podcast, and uh, let's go ahead and kick it off. All right, guys, I am here today with one of my students, Johan Dammert, and he is 17 years old, and he just got his first wholesale deal this week. In fact, it was just a day or two ago that he got paid. I got him on, and I think we can all learn a lot from Johan. He is crushing the game just got his first deal we got to ring that victory bell for johan oh yeah baby oh yeah so johan welcome tell us about this deal and congrats my man i'm so happy for you the first deal is always the hardest yeah um so this deal was from the marketing channel so i used batch leads to send messages i normally send out like 500 a thousand messages a day and this this uh property was about 20 minutes away from my house so now, where, I, I, um, where are you located at i'm in fort lauderdale florida okay and you're in high school right yeah and were you sending these text messages while you were in school were you doing it at nights and weekends are you doing it in the evening when were you sending these messages out so i send these messages on my lunch break so i would just have them auto click and then just keep on sending like 500 You're in high school and you're doing this on your lunch break. So anybody that's listening right now that says, I can't find the time. We got a high school guy here doing deals and he's sending text messages on his lunch break. Johan, you are an inspiration to everyone. my friend. This is awesome. Okay. So I didn't mean to interrupt. You're sending texts on your lunch break. And by the way, Johan has been working with me for a couple months now. And we've been working really hard to get him his first deal. And boom, he just nailed it today. So this is great. So you're texting. Who were you texting? How did you find the leads in, in the list? What, so, what were you doing to get that? So I used PropStream. And then with PropStream, I used uh, some certain filters. So I filtered out some people like distressed landlords. I think it was tire landlords that list. So that you marketed the multiple lists. Yeah. I'm also the marketed a multiple list that um that list the property that I texted mm-hmm. she wasn't interested in selling that one but she said hey I have another property what would you offer for this one so then I get her on the phone and then give her an offer 
she 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 liked the offer, but then she was like, I'm not ready to sell. The tenant there has been there forever and I don't want her to move. She was an old lady, the tenant. She was paying very um under market rent. The the market rent was about two thousand, and then she was paying eleven hundred. So holy cow, way under market. So this was this was a lead from a tired landlord, and yeah. you sent her a message about a different property. And she Correct. said, hey, you know, I don't necessarily want to sell the one that you reached out to me about, but I have this other one. Yeah, that's the case. Okay. And the market rent was, she was basically charging almost half, basically half of what the market rent was. Yeah. I mean, the market rent was like, you know, anywhere from 1500 to 2000 on the higher end. But yeah. God, and she was paying 1100 Okay. So when did this happen? You, you first made contact with her when? Like December. In yeah, December, around December. Okay. Yeah. And did you make her an offer in December? Yeah, I, I gave her an offer. She, I'm pretty sure she accepted that offer. It was maybe like one, one ten k. Okay. So, and then I called her like a month later, and she said that she was still um, talking to the tenant, and the tenant wasn't ready to move. the The tenant had a lease, so she she's not leaving till October. She's still in the property. Okay. But then she finally talked over with the tenant told, and tried to find the tenant in the house. She's a mortgage broker. The The seller was a mortgage broker. She was trying to find the, the tenant in the house to move into. Okay. Okay. And then, so I just kept following up with her. And then w- one day she tells me that I forgot it was, I think, somewhere in April. So she's remodeling the house. I give her a call. Hey, um, blah, blah, blah. I offer her 125K. And then she said she accepts. She's like, "Okay, let's do it." And then, so when you I offered her one ten, I got to interrupt for a second. When you offered her one ten, okay. she was verbally agreeing to that number, but you hadn't had anything signed with her at that point because she was still yeah, trying to took- go back to the tenant to figure things out. It sounds like is that right? Yeah, she didn't know for sure if she was going to sell or what the situation was. So she liked that number, but she didn't love it because she didn't sign anything. And then, how Correct. often were you following up with her? I believe she told me to call her after the holiday. So I gave her a call and then she told me that she, she wasn't looking to sell it like soon. So then I get, I followed up with her maybe a month or two after. Isn't that funny then, how I, people want to sell today and then they don't want to sell tomorrow. Isn't that wild how that happens like that? Yeah. But you know God, what, on the flip calling. side, as you learned, they don't want to sell today and then they want to sell tomorrow. So it can flip. You can, you know, it can go both ways. So how often were you following up with her on average between December and today? Today's June 2nd. Yeah, maybe like, well, follow up. Maybe I followed up with her 10 times, but we made contact. Like I would call her back and stuff like that. Okay. Maybe like 30 times total. 30 times total. So you touched her 30 different times. And that was either via a phone call or a text message. I want to well, highlight that's including, this. That's including we that's including text and, and phone calls. I we normally text a lot. So because mm-hmm. she's you know she's a younger person. Sure. So she's like text and stuff. But over a four to it's really about over a five-month period. You made 30 different points of contact with her, either via phone calls or text messages. I really want to highlight that because not all deals are going to happen right away. In fact, 80% of deals are going to require follow-up. In fact, probably 90%, really. 
right? And you followed up with her for four to five months and you made 30 different points of contact. That is what it takes to do deals. So I just really, really want to highlight that. And I want to commend you for not stopping, not quitting and being consistent because it led you to this deal. Oh, by the way, how much did you make on this deal, man? I made uh, 11,000 on the dude. $11,000 and you're 17 years old in high school doing this on your lunch break. Wow. That is phenomenal. Holy cow. Okay. So tell us more about the deal. So you started in November or or December, 30 different follow-ups. You contacted her via text. Yeah. So I also, I got to say like follow-up is like super important. Like I was about to not put her into my CRM to like call her in the next month because I was thinking like she was not going to sell. But then like I put it in and then I called her again and then she was like feeling pretty motivated. I just hit her because when I called her that second time after she told me she wasn't interested, she told me she rejected an offer for uh 118k and then i was like and then i went on my computer and then i called her back and said i can do 125k and she accepted it super quick she's like okay let's do it like i thought i gave her like like a bad deal like a good deal so then i redid the numbers and i'm like this is a pretty good deal she's pretty motivated right yep and then so you sent her a contract for 125 how long did it take her to sign it well, I think I sent it like sometime in like March or April, but then she, but then she was getting her bathroom remodeled and that took like a month. And then I, I didn't want to, what's it called? S- sign a contract and then sell it to a buyer when the bathroom is getting built because about the inspections and anything that could happen. Like, I don't want to mess myself up. So then I kept just keeping in contact with her. Like, like, how are you doing? How's the bathroom situation holding up? Like, if you need any help, I can help you with any questions, blah, blah, blah. Like, just being there for her, keeping in touch. Like, she was going to sell it to me. We were just keeping in touch. She was. She told me, like, every week she would tell me, it's going to be done by the end of the week. And then I'd t- call her by the end of the week. And then she would say, oh, it's still not done. The inspector said. Now, is this the so bathroom was- in the property that you had on her contract? Or is this a personal bathroom in her house? The property that I had under contract. Okay. Wow. So I get it. Why now you were kind of slow rolling because you didn't want any of the buyers or the inspectors to raise red flags with this. So I, you were patient again. I commend you, man. You were patient. You followed up consistent. And I think a better word is, is you were persistent, which is awesome. Okay. So 125, you made her that offer. She agreed, but she didn't sign right away because the bathroom, but you didn't go away. You stuck around, you continued to follow up, you were persistent. And then you said it took about a month, maybe give or take for her to actually sign this agreement. Well, she signed the agreement on April 20th. Okay. So I'm pulling up the chat right now, but um, yeah, it took like maybe like a month and a half, two months. Cause like now with COVID, especially like here in South Florida, everything takes forever. Like if yep. you even, like, everything's held back. So Okay, cool. But the lessons here is that you were persistent. You kept following up 30 touches. You made her an offer. She didn't like it. You followed up a month later. You made her another offer. She liked it. She still didn't sign. She was working on her bathroom. You didn't go away. And that's what led you to doing this deal, getting your first one under your belt and making $11,000. Yeah, that's It was the persistence, man. So cool. So a month and a half goes by. She signs. 
what happens next? Okay, so she signs the deal. Um, so I usually hit up this guy, which is a JV. Um, and then he he already had to so with, with me. So hold on, back up. Who's this guy? How'd you meet him? So I met him Facebook groups. Okay, like local he, guy, local investor. Well, he's not super local, but like he's he's around the area. Around the like area, and you met him in a local Facebook group, though, right? Yeah. It wasn't like a national group. It was a local oh, South no, it Florida. Was, it was a Florida investor group. Okay, so that's a, that's pretty large if it's the whole state. So you met him in a Facebook yeah. group. So what happened? How yeah. did you guys connect? How did this joint venture work? So I could we connected back in August when I closed like a small deal. It was not really like a deal. He like paid me a, a little referral fee because I hooked him up with the property. I remember uh, that. I yeah, and then so then I uh because i knew he's he was um he was reliable and, and i trusted him so i sent him that deal he told me he could get a buyer in there so then i just immediately sold it him i probably could have maybe got more sure but like but like i, tr I trust him and i wanted to close the deal hey like and that's wanted. that's you know what relationships go so far in this business exactly yeah because he helped you in the past gave you a little finder's fee for a deal you teed him up with really wasn't yeah. a deal for you per se. It was really more of a bird dog fee, but yeah. look what happened. It came back around. So that's a great lesson for anybody listening right now is, you know, you do good to other people in your market. They're going to remember you and they're going to want to do business with you again. So you reached out to this other investor that you knew and had kind of done some business with in the past. And he mm -hmm. said, Hey, Johan, I have confidence in this deal and that I can help you bring a buyer in. So you contracted it for 125,000. What did he sell it for? So he sold it for 140. Yeah, 140. 145, right? 145. 145. 145. 145. Okay, I'm looking at my notes here. 145. So he ended up making 7,000 and yeah. you made 11. So 7 and 11 is 18, but there was a 20k gross spread on here. What happened to that other 2000? Yeah, so so about close to closing date, um we found out that the the city had a lien on the association. And then so we had to extend the closing date to another like week or two. But anyway, the seller didn't want to come out of pocket more than 2500 for the lien because she already is selling the property at a discounted price. Mm. So I told her that I would pay for the rest of the lien up to 10,000. So what was the total lien amount? If she paid twenty five and you paid yeah. two, is probably about forty five hundred bucks, right? Give or take. Yeah, just just under. Yeah, just, just under, under. forty five hundred bucks. Okay, so then you guys closed this deal. What was it? Tuesday, two days ago. Yeah, the thirty first. And you got how much net proceeds? Net straight to me was eleven k. Eleven k. Yeah. So really, though. Tri quadruple win in this scenario again yeah. congrats man this is awesome so excited for you to get this first deal it's going to help build your confidence it's going to help build momentum and now you have marketing money to put in to get that next deal hopefully the next two or three right so you bought it for 125 when the seller was able to get rid of a property all right you guys I Made twenty thousand gross 
on this deal. Your partner made seven. That's a win. You made 11. That's a win. You even helped her pay some of the closing costs because there was a lien making it a super win for her because she had to bring less to the table. And then you guys sold it to an end buyer. And do you know what the end buyer was going to do? You sold it for 145 win. So yeah, four actually, wins um, I met with the end buyer in person showing her the property. Um, she was very like, she, she liked the property. She was like, I'll buy it right now. I'll close right now. So she was happy. Everything is working fine. Um, rentals in that property were ranging from 1500 to 2000. And then, so, I mean, it was, it was, it's a really, it was a pretty good deal. It yeah. sounds like it. What was the ARV on the property? Uh, ARV was somewhere around like 160, 190. It really depends on like the, like, how yeah, nice if it has a, uh, yeah, totally. There's a couple different factors that are going to change, but so long story short, though, you got this at a massive discount. Let's say that the number was, you know, 175. Let's just average it, right? You got it at 125. So you got it at a discount, but you teed it up for this other investor and left meat on the bone for that person. So again, that's yeah. why everybody wins. Seller wins. You and your JV partner win. You guys both got paid and you got to help mm -hmm. people. Amazing. And then that end buyer got the deal at 145, knowing that it's going to be worth roughly 175, maybe even a little bit more. So everybody won. Yeah. So did that buyer, did they buy it to move into it? Did they buy it to keep it as a rental? What was their plan or her plan? Yeah, they were definitely going to rent it out. Um, they, bought, they paid for it cash. Um, I'm guessing they're going to do the Burr method. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know they, a thing or two about that. I'm going to rent it out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. All right. So let's just do some simple math, man. Real yeah. quick. You're 17. You're in high school. You're doing this on your lunch break and in the evenings when you get home from school. You've been at this for, you know, five, six months. Followed up with this person 30 times, probably more than that. And we're patient and persistent. And that's really the two most important things when it comes to investing in real estate is, is to be patient and to be persistent because you got to follow up with people and you got to follow up with them a lot in order to win them over and to win these deals. So that's amazing. You walked away with 11. Your partner walked away with seven. You helped a seller sell a deal. You helped an investor find their next rental. Everybody wins. So that $11,000 is a lot of money. And the average 17-year-old, probably making minimum wage or just over minimum wage, let's say, you know, 12 bucks an hour. If you multiply $12 an hour by a 40-hour week, that's $480. You times $480 times four, that's $1,920. It's basically two grand working at minimum wage or just above for an entire month. If you do that all summer and you worked for three months at that wage, you would basically make about six grand and that's pre-tax. So post-tax, you'd make about four grand and you did it on one deal and made double what you would have made all summer working at a minimum wage job. Amazing. So anybody that's listening yeah. right now, if Johan can do this, you can do this. So Johan, what were, what were the biggest struggles that you found to do this deal? 
And what would be some lessons that you could share with the audience to help them if they are trying to also get their first deal? So the first one is the title company. So I had the seller pick the title company because I didn't think much of it. But the title company was like very slow. I think it might have been the first time they worked with wholesalers. Um, I had to redo the contract of like with my JV partner and the buyer because they weren't accepting it. They said I had a, some weird terms that I had to put in. And then when we were look, waiting for the, the city to get the lien amount so we can close, the, uh, the title company, he told me that, that they were waiting for the response for, from the city. And then I couldn't take it anymore. So I just called the city and then they gave me the response that we just closed. Like I was waiting, like you have to be on top of the deal. You have to be calling, like making sure everybody's like doing this stuff. Like even the title company, like they were taking forever. Like if I just called them earlier, I could have closed early. So I could have let that deal like slip away if I wasn't like on top of it. Wow. That's and a big lesson, man. So stay on top yeah. of your title company. And I can pick a good title company, like pick one that you trust and know like reputable with wholesalers. So you don't want to get like the last thing you want is like to go through that. So agreed. Agreed guys, pick a good title company, make a relationship with them, follow up with them. Just because you send them a contract in an email doesn't mean that they're going to have it ready for you on the date that you want to close. You got to stay on top of them. Just like you stay on top of your sellers, just like you stay on top of your buyers You got to coordinate it. You got to keep everybody in the loop. You got to make sure they know when their closing date is. You got to make sure that they know how to get there. All of these things. So I couldn't agree more. Johan, I couldn't agree more. So what were some of the lessons that you took away from completing this deal that the audience can take away and add value to them so they can help, you know, they can go get their first deal or maybe do more deals. All right. So the second one is, is, is definitely discipline. Um, so during the beginning, maybe like December, January, I was, I was sending messages, but I wasn't like on top of following up. I was just like, you know, I'll just call this person. Like if they didn't answer, I would just be like, whatever. And then probably not even call them. But then I made like a promise to myself to like every single day, I'll follow up with them. I'll leave a voicemail and I'll text them. And then I'll call them again tomorrow. Like you got to be on top of them. Right. Mm. So then yeah, you definitely want to be on top of them, call them, you know, build a relationship. If they don't want to sell now, they'll sell, they maybe want to sell in a month. It's just always good to have that relationship because you never know, like, right? Like it, what if they want to list their, their house on the market, you can get, uh, refer them to an agent that you trust and then you get a little fee or even just build a relationship with the realtor, right? So there's yep. so many takeaways you can do with just building relationships. With Man, on the phone. I love that you say that because I teach this, Every single day, make a friend. You don't need any special sales tips or tricks up your sleeve to do deals. If you can simply make a friend, you're in. And then you can help that person. And if they want to take a low cash offer, great. If they want an agent, you can make money that way too. You can refer them. So not only did you do your first wholesale, but you joint ventured it, which is awesome. And you... yeah piggybacked or, you know, used your joint ventures buyers list and his connections to help get this deal done. You made 11 grand. He made seven in the process. So next time you get a deal, if you bring it to him, you think he's going to be willing to work with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. He is amazing. Same thing with that title company. 
when you bring them the next contract, hopefully this time they actually start working on it right away. And it requires a little yeah. less follow-up, but don't rely on that. Continue to follow yeah. up and to stay on all of these people, as you know. Absolutely. As follow you know. Is key. Follow up is key. Follow up is yeah. everything in this business, man. It is. Yeah. And the fact that you touched this person, I, I refer to it as touches, the number of times that you reached out to yeah. them, called them, text them, or maybe when they responded to your text or called you back, those are all different touches. 30 plus. And here's the thing to all the yeah. listeners right now. That is not abnormal. That's normal, guys and girls. When we do deals, we're touching people 20, 30, 40, 50 times in, in some cases. And four to five months is not abnormal either. Yeah. You know, if you do 10 deals, hopefully one or two of those will be quick. But the other eight on average are going to take 30 touches in a couple months of follow up. So I just really want to beat that in today. You know, I really want to hit that hard because those are the lessons that I'm taking away from this, Johan. Follow up is everything and you got to be also, persistent. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say like um, in general, like when you're talking on the phone, like like when you when you start actually like caring about what their problems and like talking to them as a real person, you're going to see a lot more results. Like when you actually care for them and want to solve a problem, they're going to realize that and they're going to, you know, want to do business with you. Cause like, that's like, you can actually feel that you can't fake that, you know, man, like you I actually can't like need to agree care. more making yeah. a friend. That's what it all comes down to actually caring. That's what I heard. Actually caring, actually making a friend. You know, people can sense out when you're in it to make a $20,000. You guys made, what, $18,000 gross wholesale fee on this one? Yeah. Even though you only got eleven, I say only. That's a ton of money. But there yeah. was 18K gross that was created here. If you went into this transaction, into this initial call, into these follow-ups, just trying to make 18 grand, they would, she would have sensed that in a heartbeat. And she would have yeah. probably not wanted to work with you. But you approached her. In this situation as, hey, let me help you. You got this property yeah. that you're, you know, you're trying to get rid of. You're in the process of remodeling a bathroom. Your tenant's paying you 50% of what they should be. This is a headache for you. Let me help you. And you made a friend and yeah. you got paid a lot. Also, yeah. <laughs> like one more thing. Um, so like when you're talking on the phone with the seller and then you don't really believe in your service, like truly, like you feel like that you're just like scamming them or you feel like you you just like are trying to make a quick buck off them, you're not going to be able to, what's it called? Like, like really have a connection. Like you have to like really believe that you're like, you're the right choice for the seller, like that you'll be able to close and you'll be able to get them that money. Like you have to believe in your service in order to like sell yourself and to, you know, sell your service. Well said. Okay. Let's talk about the fact that you're 17. Did the yeah. title company give you any trouble? about signing a contract or doing any of that, not being 18. No, no nobody knew. Nobody guess, knew. Nobody cared. Yeah, nobody really And cared. when you first we came to me and said, I'm 17, is it going to matter? What did I tell you? No one's going to care. So, yeah, nobody <laughs> really cared. Yeah. I mean, with no the seller gonna... and everything, nobody cares. Nobody cared. Right. Okay. Very cool. So that doesn't matter. So what would you tell anybody else listening to this right now? That's not 18. They're 16 or 15 or 17. 
and they're worried about getting into the wholesaling space. They're they're worried because of their age. What would you tell them? Just do it. Like like you really literally nothing to lose. Like if it's only going to make you stronger, it's impressive that a fifteen year old would be going to buy a property from somebody else. I'm thoroughly impressed with you buying and yeah, flipping so this deal, making eighteen k gross, man. This is huge. So I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Great advice. It, it's mentality. So you got to have like that, that, that like strong mentality that, like, you, you know, you're doing the right thing. So it doesn't really matter when you're doing the right thing. And you're hundred you know, percent. Did you ever meet the seller, Johan? Yeah. I met the seller the first time she was showing me around the property and I was taking some pictures. Did she ask you about your age? No. Perfect. How about when you met the buyer? You had to meet the buyer. How many times did you go to the property? Twice. Twice. So you went there to meet the seller originally. And then yeah. did you meet your JV partner or did you meet the, the buyer that he found for you guys? The buyer, the buyer that he found for me. Perfect. And you had to meet him at the property too, right? Yeah, it was a her, but yeah. Or her. I'm sorry. How did so two hers? How did it go on the on the second time you went when you met the buyer? Did they ask you how old you were? No. Nobody cares. No, that's the cares. point I'm trying to make, guys. If you are not 18, you can do this business. In fact, like I, I went have... to the title company. I went to the title company twice, once to drop off the earnest money check. And then once to pick up my check for the, for the deal. And then I shook his hand and everything, talked to him. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Amazing. Well, you have got one under your belt, a great one. It was a yeah. quadruple win. Seller one, you won, JV partner one, end buyer one. And... Yeah. Now you have built up even more confidence. You already had great confidence, but you got even more confidence. You know now that persistence and patience are the two important ingredients in the in this game. In this game. So Absolutely. what do you got next, man? What's the plan? You're gonna do some more marketing, so, you're gonna reinvest some of this money. Yeah, right now. Um, so I'm thinking of hitting uh Facebook. So, like, so I'm joining groups and then um connecting with realtors junk removal companies, you know, it's doing something that doesn't require a lot of capital. Mm -hmm. And then eventually um, I'm, I'm starting thinking of creative ways that not a lot of my competition are doing because it is super saturated in my market. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to think of like creative ways to like, to like do marketing. Dude, I love it. There are hundreds of ways to do marketing. There yeah, is so no, ways. there is no one magic bullet at the end of the day. Don't keep your business a secret. You've heard me say this a ton. Don't keep your business yeah. a secret. Tell everybody you know. And I love where your head's at. Going and, and networking with, you know, junk removal companies. You have a small business doing what? Power washing? Yeah, pressure washing. I do pressure, pressure washing. So you're already meeting homeowners whenever you're yeah, out exactly. on those. So you're going to be yeah. giving them your information. You're going to be networking with these homeowners and letting them know that if they have any friends that have houses that they need to sell or condos or apartments or whatever, yeah. that you're interested, right? And you're just going to, you're going to hit hard the networking approach. I think that's a great approach. In fact, the first couple deals I did when I got in this business full-time about eight years ago, I'd say the first six, seven deals I did were from property managers and they were from networking just like you're planning on doing. So I think that's an amazing exactly. Awesome yeah. approach. Well, Johan, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations yeah. on your first you. wholesale deal, bro. This is phenomenal. It. 11K, you're still in high school, 17 years old. 
making deals, helping people. And you're sharing a lot of valuable information with me here today on this podcast that I am confident is going to give confidence to other people. And hopefully they're going to pick up on a couple gold nuggets, AKA persistence, AKA patience. And those are definitely going to be needed in order to either get that first deal for them or hopefully do more and more deals like you're going to be doing. Soon. Yeah. One more thing before, before, um, you know, we end the podcast. Yeah. Um, so if I just like leave on like a goodbye note, um, so like what I would do is if you're like struggling to like get a deal, like just stay disciplined and study your market. So every day, what I would do is like st- study my market one hour a day. Like what, what are my competitors doing? What's the real estate market looking like in my area? And then I would study that for an hour and take notes and then study host it. Um, like the certain marketing channel that I'd be doing, I'd be watching, rewatching videos and take notes. And then I would do my follow-up calls, like do everything every single day. And then that's where you see results. You have to do it every single day. So that, that's, that's what I, my advice that I would give. Every single day. I'm going to sum that up into a simple phrase, consistent, persistent yeah. action equals success. Literally. So yeah. you nailed it. You nailed it, Johan. You got to be consistent. You got to be persistent. And one thing that I really caught there that I do want to emphasize again, again, real quick, is, is that you said every day. Now, why yeah. would you recommend somebody do something every day versus just try to do it on the weekends? I mean, if you do it every day, you're like drilling it into your school, you know, the back ends of your, of your business and like what's happening in the market. So Yep. And guess what? If you do it just on the weekends and you got sick this weekend and you have a bachelor party next weekend and you got your sister's cousin's baby shower the weekend after three weeks went by and you didn't do anything. But if you do it daily, guess what? You get sick, you miss a day or two. No big deal. You take it. You pick back up whenever you feel better. But if you do this, these activities, not this, these activities daily, you are going to have a much, much, much better uh, go at this. You're going to have a lot better consistency. It's not going to be as hard to be persistent with these sellers if you do these activities yeah. daily. So Johan, thank you so much for sharing. And once again, congrats, my man. So proud of you. you. You're going to be knocking out tons and tons more deals in the future. I can tell just because you are here to stay. You're consistent. You are persistently following up. You're not afraid to continue to call people and to follow up with them. And that's really what this business is all about. It's making friends with people, letting them know you can help them. And guess what? You get paid handsomely when you do help them. But don't approach the situation like, I'm going to do this to make money. Approach it like you're going to help them. And that's what you said. Those are your words. And I could not agree more. All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Guys, take after Johan. You can do this. Age doesn't matter. Do it. Do it. You can do it. That's right. All right, Johan. Big congrats to you, brother. I am excited to continue to work with you and get you doing a deal a month or maybe even a couple a month soon. Keep it up. Stay persistent. And guys, take after Johan. Be persistent. And with that, signing off. All right, guys, thanks for listening. This has been an awesome podcast. Take it from Johan. He can do this. You can do this. He's not even 18 years old yet. So don't let age get in the way. Nobody cares. And this has been a really, really great podcast to talk about a lot of good principles 
consistent, persistent action is the most important thing that you can do to have success in the wholesaling business. So you need to be consistent with your marketing. You need to be persistent with your follow-up. And you need to continuously take action every single day, just like Johan and I talked about in this episode. If you are looking to hire a coach to help you get that first deal or to do more deals, I am here to help. Head on over to discountpropertyinvestor.com, fill out an application. We would love to talk with you and help you either get that first deal or to do more deals and join our awesome community of coaching students who all have similar and like-minded goals in, in their cut that Marjorie, who all have similar goals to getting that first deal or to doing more deals. I really enjoyed this episode. I love helping people get their first deal. I love helping people make tens of thousands of dollars in real estate. It is my passion. I can't wait to work with you. So head on over to discountpropertyinvestor.com, fill out an application, and let's get that first deal done for you as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.